All right. Welcome to a new episode of Real Estate First Technology. As you can see, things are a little bit different and we don't have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy is on vacation, taking the week off, but we are bringing you a special podcast, in-person podcast here in Gilbert, Arizona, and a very special guest who has a very amazing event coming up next Friday. So today we have the one and only Raquel. She helps CEOs scale their revenue bigger and she helps entrepreneurs and individuals scale to six to seven figure plus earnings. So we have the one and only, like I said, Raquel on the show. Let's change the camera angle and get her in the shot. And welcome to Real Estate Verse Technology, Raquel. So honored to be here. Yeah, of course, of course. So go ahead, you can pull that a little closer to you. Okay. And um, yeah, so we're we're doing things a little bit differently in Real Estate Verse Technology, bringing more in-person experiences. And the show's all about you. So let's dive into your humble beginning. So how long you've been in this industry and serving the real estate industry? And I know that your event that you're doing right now is not industry specific. So you work with various different business owners. So take us from the beginning um, when you first got into what you're doing. I always say the beginning, the beginning. I know. How far? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I started in real estate in 1999 in the Bay Area in Fremont, Union City. So for all the Bay Area people that are listening in, that's where I started my real estate career. I was there for eight years and we were the number one. We have the largest market share in Union City. We were on every single Union City back of the bus. So if you knew me back then, we were on every single Union City bus on the back. And uh, we built a team, we built a mortgage company, and then we started investing out of state and we ended up here in Arizona. Wow, that's awesome. I know we when we first got connected, it was with Connor Murphy, and uh, we were both living in the Bay Area. I was in the Bay Area as well, and then moved out here to Gilbert, Arizona. You're in Scottsdale, right? I am in Scottsdale. So I took on, like, left the business, had another team member run the business, and I took on a CEO recruiter role at Keller Williams. And back then in 2006 and seven, you kind of know what happened. (laughs) I was at the tail end. We actually moved here in 2007. We bought a home in 2006. So you just know exactly where my value went when I was building a custom home out here. And then from 2007 to 2010, I was a team leader, CEO of an office. Wow. And we took that failing brokerage to one of the top tens in all of Keller Williams, and there were about 700 offices at the time, had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> and I always tell people that you started, I started off at entrepreneurship and got recruited to corporate when usually sometimes we leave corporate to build our own business. Yeah, most definitely. Well, first off, congratulations. And this is awesome. My wife and I actually want to build a custom home. So that's huge that you have that opportunity to do that. Congratulations. And I can imagine Arizona has just been blowing up. We've only been here for two years and we've already seen a big upside. So I can, I can only imagine. Yeah. I definitely love it here. I always say I got acclimated to the heat. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it's just, I think the lifestyle for sure. There's just a lot Mm -hmm. more things that I get to enjoy here. And I always love family back home and I love visiting the Bay. That's awesome. Uh, same way. It's like I come out here and I feel like we were just talking about it before we got on air that you come out to Arizona or Scottsdale and you feel like you're on vacation and then it's like, okay, I'm going to go back home, see the family and then come here. That's huge. Sure. I absolutely, absolutely love that. So give us um. so how did you get into doing the coaching side of things? So I know now you help six to seven figure earners be able to scale their businesses, grow their businesses. How did you get into that uh, line of work? 
Yeah. So when I took over that office, I had 300 agents. And just to give you context, you know, I came in as a stranger to that office Mm. from, they basically said, where are you from? You don't know our market. Mm -hmm. And they were at a hot market and I had to teach all these agents how to survive in a recession. I had agents getting their cars repossessed in our parking lot. Mm. I had agents getting foreclosed on. Wow. Um, And it was just really Mm. tough times. So you learned how to coach during those times. And I think what it taught me was it doesn't matter what the market does. There's Mm. always opportunity. And I needed to position my agents if they were going to make it in this business on how to not only survive, but really, really thrive um, in that market. And then I went ahead and built my second team with just virtual assistants. I had no idea what virtual assistants were in 2010 Mm -hmm. after my second uh, was born. I thought, you know what, I'm going to take some time to go home, be a stay-at-home mom. And I'll tell you, that is a really tough, tough job. So I give it all to the women and to the moms. I really thought for sure I will do it for six months, but sure enough, I didn't sit still for very long. I took my baby into these REO properties. And that year we closed, I think, 253 homes with no wow. buyer's agents. We gave it all to the office because obviously I had 300 agents to refer business to. And we did it all with VAs because back then our commission checks, believe it or not, were like 500. Wow. We were selling $30,000 homes from Fannie Mae, um, Bank of America, so you name it. And I think you get really good at coaching. After you have so many hours of practice, you get really good at coaching and figuring out how to get results from people Mm -hmm. instead of you doing it yourself. So oftentimes we'll see like top producers go, you know what, my my team is not doing it. So I'll go do the listing agent. Mm -hmm. I'll go get the listing or I'll go create more sales. And from there, I got... Um, to be a maps coach for Keller Williams because we took our team and we expanded it to 23 cities. We were kind of pioneering expansion. And when the pandemic hurt, um, hit, uh, I was just coming off the prop tech. So after I built that team, the expansion team, I got recruited to prop tech and I became a chief revenue officer for a startup. Wow. And then that, then the pandemic hit, right? And so that I had a lot of people reach out to me and I didn't think that I was going to be coaching. Okay. So it was more of, you know what, my team and my assistants have gone home. Raquel, I know you have led real estate teams across the country. How do I lead my team? And how do I know that they're going to still service my clients? How do I know my assistant's still going to do the things? How do I get my agents to prospect during the pandemic? Yeah. You know, and so I, and the coaching business was born. Wow. That's amazing that it came out of something from despair and what happened with the market crashing mm-hmm. and and good for you for stepping up and, and doing that to serve this industry and move forward. And so now as you've been doing it for as long as you have, have you just, I guess it piqued your interest to go and serve other industries or how did that yeah. come about? You know, I had a heart for women entrepreneurs Okay, only because growing up in this industry, I didn't have a female mentor except for Mo Anderson, mm-hmm. where when I would look at people's schedules, it'd be like nine to 12 prospect. Mm. And then it was like one and go get appointments. I'm like, where's 
what happens when the baby's sick or where's when I got to drop off the kids or when I got to pick up the kids. Life happens. Life happens. And so how do you manage a demanding business Mm -hmm. plus be an amazing mom? Amen. Right. And so I felt the need and it was always on my heart. And all the times that I was climbing up, which, you know, they always talk about this like glass ceiling. There's very few women, I think, in a C-level position in all industries, let alone prop like technology. And so I, I said, I think I've gone through this journey for a reason and I want to go help women entrepreneurs. And so kind of got into the online space and started helping a lot of online coaches, a lot of, um, even people that had sold products, people were in the network marketing business, uh, cause they have to build a team. I think yeah. business principles are the same. There's a lead gen model. There's a hiring growth model. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a profitability model, but you got to know how the business makes revenue. Yeah. And so I, that's what I'm very big on is like, first things first is like, we got to scale your revenue. Cause with revenue, you can have options. Then we can talk about profit. Wow. I love that. And I think that in so many lights, the women are the ones that are, oh, just take care of the kids. It's all good. And the the man's over there making the money or the man is over there doing what they're doing, but it's not fair. And I think that on both sides, it should be equal, equal opportunities. My wife just spent full time with her company. And so we're like, all right, like we'd love to have our daughter Jordan here. She needs to go somewhere so we can both focus equally. And so I've been supporting her as much as she's been supporting me. And I appreciate what you're doing for that so we can have more equal opportunities. And I know that you have an event coming up and it's all around that exact thing and centered around supporting women and being able to do more with that. And let's talk a little bit about your event. Yes, we have an event called Play Bigger. It's our women's event. It is on September 9th and 10th in Scottsdale, Arizona at the most beautiful hotel, which is called the W Hotel. And so I think it's just really cool to get a lot of different women in a room where it's about collaboration, connection, Mm -hmm. and just really inspiring each other because it's not easy. And we weren't, like my mentor says, we weren't meant to do business or life alone. I love that. That's that's super awesome. So let's go ahead and switch it up and get into the mix-up round. Normally, Dan would take care, take on this. Um, Getting a little more tactical, right? So getting into your business and coaching and how that kind of works and social media, and you have a podcast as well. So how do you keep it all together and do the podcast? Now you have the event plus the coaching, not to mention, I think you're doing some flips and also investing in real estate yourself. So logistically, how do you keep yourself organized and in line for anyone who's watching that might be able to take some notes from you? Yeah, I I think it's a really good question. It's a question I got asked a lot is you have help. There is no, and when you say yes to something, Mm -hmm. you're saying no to all the other things. And I think it also comes with experience. When I was running the expansion team, I had two other regions. I had my own home team here in Arizona, plus being a sports mom, you just learn how to manage and you learn what you can leverage really, really (laughs) fast. Yeah. Right. And so I don't have like my house in order, but I do have people that help me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I couldn't feel guilty about it, even though we kind of went through it as, as a woman. And I would say that my husband helps quite a bit, right? I have a very, very supportive husband. And I just knew that I wanted to take my minutes and really spend time with the kids where, where it really mattered, whether it was at their games, um, creating experiences, like I would much rather do that than stress about what are we going to cook tonight? Yeah. 
No, most definitely. And for the viewers and listeners out there, how important is it for them and, you know, from your perspective to have that balance of not just work and making money all the time and putting in those 14, 15, 16 hours, but also having time with your children and going on vacation and having that balance. What does that look like for you? And, and what is if someone who's watching could take take some things to think about? Yeah, I think that's where play bigger came about because I think we can all think bigger, but when we play bigger, we take massive action and there's action behind play. Mm. And I remember when we were kids, when we didn't worry about fears or what people would think or what people would say. And we were, and, and then as you got older, you, it, you started getting even more scared to put yourself out there. And when we're, when we're playful, we're actually more creative. Right. So true. And sometimes we say, I'm going to work, 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 and I'm going to have all these things. And then I'm going to have a vacation or I'm going to retire and, and really enjoy life. But what if that day never comes? So right. True. Can't you have the mix of both? And so I think that it's super important to get away sometimes when you're in a bubble of just hustling and going from one transaction to another, because there's things and fire fires that always come up. It's always mm -hmm. going to be there. Yeah. But I think when you are out and about out of your environment is when you actually think and do some critical thinking. I mean, have you ever been driving on a road and, and it's a long drive, whether it's from here to California and you just think like, yes. sometimes like you tune out the music and you're just thinking about different things that are going on in your life or your business or ideas. I think that's when you can really think creatively is when you actually take a break from the auto schedule. I, I love that. What reminds me of that is like when you manifest, so you're going through the manifestation, you're going through your vision board and goal setting, and then you have that time to just let it manifest, like mm -hmm. let it go, go on vacation, go have some fun. And then before you know it, you're like, oh my God, like this is coming up. And I got this email, this opportunity. And you're like, well, it's all coming together. And uh, it's so true. It's so true. And I think that on my side of learning this is that money is great. It gives you tools and resources to travel the world and do things and philanthropy or whatever you're really committed to. And having balance playing bigger and doing things with your family and having fun. Or I just went to Vegas and supported my wife for a couple of tea tastings. And uh, I was just the PR person behind the scenes, but it was cool to be a, you could say nobody, but just her assistant and take a different perspective from like the podcast or lift off or, you know, an event that we have coming up here in October. So I, I love that. That's and I'm sure you've got some ideas too, when you were supporting her. Yes. You know, you know, it's funny that you say that I actually met a woman that um, knows a company that's in San Diego that might want to sponsor our event. So just serving and supporting and not expecting anything and spending time with my daughter then turned into an awesome opportunity for a potential sponsorship or referral partnership. So, so true. It, it, yeah. So true. So, so what does it look like as far as, okay, so you have the balance, you have the team, you're outsourcing. So do you have this massive team behind the scenes that kind of helps you with each part of your business that you're doing? Or how does that kind of look logistically? How do you even like, do you write down like the goals and write down the tasks and just hand them off? Or how I don't write down any of the tasks or anything. Okay. I think I've learned is you hire talent and they like run it for you. So Ooh. I carry the vision. I always have the crazy ideas. I'll tell Jenny, who's by the way, been with me for 13 years now. Go Jenny. Um, she's helped me build offices. She's helped me build expansion. She's just, you know, I'll say, Hey, I've got this crazy idea. And she gets her pen and paper and she's like writing down things. And we just have a zigzag, which I think is really so important for a CEO and an ops person to, she is the filter to basically say, here's what, and she takes care of the whole team. 
Got it. And they execute. And so I'm always looking at da data. I'm always looking at different numbers going, is the minutes that we're allocating to the company, is that the best use of the minutes? Because mm -hmm. my job as a CEO is to allocate resources to my people and minutes um, get divided based on the or overall vision of what we're trying to attack. Wow. I love that. I think for the views and listeners out there, it's good to take note as far as do the things that you love to do, maybe delegate those things that you don't love to do to someone that loves it. And I'm in the same, same boat as you. I'm not a big writer. And, you know, some people like to do the list and they just have a list and they check it all off. I like to have a team that already, like they may be good with the list or the standard operating procedures or KPIs. And I'm on the same page, same page as you. I love the thinking outside the box. What could you do? What's the next big idea to serve, you know, the industry or what you're doing, serving the the women's community to help them play bigger, which is which is huge. That's that's awesome. I yeah, and I really run my for those that are, want to get tactical. I have a GPS, and I always think, you know, if I was going here because I had never been here, can I imagine not having a GPS to get here? Right, but a lot of times we run through our day in our life without a GPS, and our GPS stands for goals, priorities, and strategies. So I have like. Love that a Google, it's nothing fancy, just a Google sheet that basically has all my hats. So it has the hat of the business as coach. It has our events. It has our masterminds. It has the podcast and I'm looking at different things. And then it also has my personal goals. So every week, like I have big goals at the top, which is my one year, then it gets broken down to my monthly goals and then my weekly goals. Wow. And I'm always pulling from the top and trying to make them all turn green. Wow. I love that. So uh, that's something maybe you might have learned. Put that down below. What does gold stand for? That's that's huge. Well, that concludes our mix-up round. Getting back into the re regular segment here. <clears throat> that's that's awesome. So I love, I love some of the things that you said in regards to the mix-up round. Just kind of unpack it. You know, having your your team delegating to the team, uh, outsourcing or delegating to the things that you're not strong with. I love the definition of of goals. I never thought about that before. That's a really good way to think about it. And having balance in your life and being able to have time with your 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 loved ones and also work and all the things that you're doing. That that's super huge. So last couple of questions before we kind of get into the end, where we want to just leave the floor open to you for anything for our viewers and listeners to take today and apply to their business. So let's kind of get into like, what's the vision? So you have the, the mastermind, the coaching, the event, like these various different pillars, the podcast in your mind, what's the, is there an end goal? Is there a bigger vision? Is there like a master plan here? Or are you just loving you know, life? And I love this because for so long, there was like this grand vision, but I can tell you that it changes. It changes as you develop, as you become like, uh, you start to get to really know like, what's your purpose. Mm -hmm. And the other day I was having a conversation with somebody really smart. I'm like, what's the meaning of life? What do you think the meaning That's of life deep. is? And what, what is like true success, right? Mm -hmm. Success means something totally different from everybody. And what I've realized is I used to have like five-year goals, three-year goals. And even with our, our coaching clients today, and I'm like, what's something that like, you just want to tackle because there's going to be, and we know some of my clients there will be opportunities when you hit that because you go so deep instead of going wide. I think oftentimes we have all these bright and shiny objects and we have like multiple hats, but we haven't had the experience yet. And I always say you can't skip steps, True. right? Because the way you handle stress today, I don't think I could handle some of the big decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis, especially in my meeting with Jenny. Like I have a one hour meeting and I'm probably making about a hundred decisions in that meeting. Wow. Just to move different companies and move mm -hmm. different things. 
I don't think I'd have that experience had I not gone through the mess, had I not gone through the failures, had I not gone through the building and rebuilding of some of these different things that we had experienced. That's so true. And I can, I can relate to you on that too, the, the stress and then and the mindset of wrapping your brain around something like the event that you're doing, how big that is and how you're taking on that undertaking. And I, I call it stress management because I'm kind of going through the same thing. And um, you, there's 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 questions and there's not always the answers to them. And sometimes I had a pastor reach out to me and said, you know, go as far as you can logistically and then let God do the rest and be at peace. And I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. I needed that just to like let some stress off. So I love that. And that's a really good like thought process for anyone viewer listening to think about. So the last question I have is kind of just off script, just for fun. Like, what do you like to do for fun with your family? We do so many different things. I think for us, it's about experiences. So whether it's, we were always in basketball games, but making the best out of travel basketball. Okay. And they have, if any of you guys are parents that are in travel, anything, you know, the schedule is absolutely nuts. Like it doesn't come out till the day before and you can be in a gym all day. There's days where uh, my kids will play a total of eight games and you're running from one gym to another. I mean, it's, it's a drill. (laughs) I always say sometimes my weekends are busier than, than my weekday put together. Um, and I think what's really cool is just finding, like, it doesn't always have to be a vacation. It doesn't always have to be something, but creating an experience when you are going out of town or when you are doing something like we are doing this event, but it's like how with everything being as crazy as it can be, mm-hmm. how do we make the best of the experience? How do we have fun? So we have some things that for our volunteers, we have some things for our, our team. I'm really big on taking care of people. And you yeah. ask, what do we do for fun? Is like, we will golf, we will go to restaurants and we will try different things. So like with my oldest, he is all about sushi restaurants. So okay. every new city we go into, like they want to pick the best restaurant, sushi restaurant, we'll try it. And then my little one's all about donuts. So <laughs> um, I think it's finding what your kids love or like whether it's movies or whatever. But I just think that too often, like it doesn't have to be super grand. Yeah, It doesn't have to be this lavish vacations, even though we'd love to be like in of the course. Maldives someday. And like my, my little one says, mom, I'm gonna buy you a house in the Maldives. So I'm putting it out there. <laughs> That's the first part, right? Putting it out there in the universe and your little love, my daughter and my wife on here, our household on Fridays, it's Donut Friday. So every Friday we go and do the Donut Friday. So that way we can have balance, not mm-hmm. having sweets or candies or ice cream every day, but it's like once a week where you're like, oh, it's a special day, yeah. which that's, that's super cool. I absolutely love that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, attempt to, but if you're, if you're <laughs> listening to this, you're going to have to go to YouTube and watch this. I'm going to attempt to put the camera on you and we're at the sh- end of the show where we like just Anything you want to give to our viewers and listeners that they could take from today's episode and apply to their business, because that's the goal here. We want them to apply things to their business and have more massive success watching this. So what would you like to leave our viewers and listeners as we end our, our show and uh, and leave for them to apply to their business and have more massive success? I think what has helped me and a lot of uh, uh, clients is there are so many things out there. There are so many bright and shiny objects out there. And I think it's important to have clarity in what you actually want and what you want to build, because I think that there is no right or wrong way to build a business. It's just whether or not it's effective for you. There is a sequence, 
to building a really strong business. But I think that if you try to be like somebody else, or if you try to be like this other agent, mm -hmm. what's going to happen is you're going to hate it in the long run because it doesn't align with you. I think you can build any million dollar business at when it's true to you and true to your, your values and you'll enjoy it a lot more. It won't even feel like work. Wow. I love that. Raquel, thank you so much for being on our second in-person live podcast of Real Estate Versus Technology. And uh, now let's try this again as we're doing this live. And uh, we appreciate all of our viewers and listeners as it is our intention for you to take things from our episodes, apply your business to have more massive success. If you have an event, so check out What's Next Real Estate October 56th. And uh, thanks again, Raquel. Excited. And we'll see it. you on, see the, next, on the next one.